This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about today's guest. This was a long time coming, and I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with today's guest, Bethany Ugarte from Lil Sipper on Instagram. Oh man, Bethany and I have very similar health histories, and I found her account when I was in college. She was one of the first food bloggers that I really followed consistently, and We had such a similar story. And at the time, I really didn't know of many other people who had a similar health journey where she almost died from IBS and she had lost a ton of weight from her gut issues. And for me, it just gave me a lot of hope to find somebody else who uh, had gone through the same thing. And I was just immediately drawn to her energy, her story, but she has such incredible recipes. And this is something that I just loved about her from the get-go is I, at the time, always felt like I was kind of the oddball out. I was really strict with the ingredients that I was consuming because I was going through a healing phase. And it was definitely hard to find other recipes that accommodated that. And she is just a genius when it comes to healthy gut healing recipes. And I know a lot of people who are in the process of healing their guts can feel really restricted. And I think she is such an incredible example of how you can eat so many delicious foods and eat combinations that you probably never would have thought of before. A lot of her recipes, like you see the final result and then you see the ingredients and you're like, oh my gosh, how did, how did this get created from these ingredients. She's incredible. And I love how she busts a ton of myths about different ingredients people put in their bodies and just in the health industry, different, different trends. Bethany truly just is here to help people. Like I just respect her so much. and I've always loved how she leads with her heart and she is so like mission driven and really just wants to help people. And she is so sweet, so down to earth, so incredible. And so I've just been so excited to have her on the show, especially because I have been following her for such a long time. And she was such a source of hope and inspiration for me in my own healing journey. She always makes you laugh. She has incredible recipes. She's just a breath of fresh air in this space. And it's so amazing to see how her platform has grown. So you know, she's on Instagram at Lil Sipper. Her website is lilsipper.com. She has so many incredible blog posts, recipes, so much helpful information. And she is now also a cookbook author. She has an incredible book, Digest This. We talk more about that book in in the podcast and what you can find there. So if you have digestive issues, I would definitely recommend checking that out. She's also partnered with Newsest, her protein powder that she's created with them. I'm obsessed with, I know it can be really hard to find protein powders that don't upset your stomach. I went through that for a long time and her protein powder like make has always made my stomach just feel better. And it was such a resource for me, especially when it first came out, calming things down. If I, if I had a flare, I love her protein powder so much. You could just make fluff with it. The protein fluff. She is the one who got me into protein fluff. And literally all you do is put the protein powder, mix it with water. And it's like a pudding. So good. I'm obsessed with it. So check out her protein powder if you haven't tried it already. But yeah, I'm just super excited for you to get a chance to learn more about Bethany, some behind the scenes. She has had such an incredible health journey and has overcome so much. I mean, she dealt with SIBO, candida, yeast overgrowth, gastritis, gastroparesis, parasites. She was in a coma a while back. She had a breast explant and She's just gone through so much and she always comes with a smile on her face, does everything she can to uh, support other people and help other people where she can. And it's just such, 
such a sweet soul. So I'm really excited to have Bethany on the podcast and for you to learn more about her journey. And if you are struggling with any health issues, any gut issues, I hope that this helps to inspire you. And if it does, definitely let Bethany know. I'm sure she would be so grateful for a comment on one of her recent posts. Let her know that she brought a smile to your face. I'm sure she would appreciate that. Lots of good stuff in this episode. We talk about nutrition, gut health, geek out about all the nutrition things, emotionally getting through difficult health issues, behind the scenes of blogging, all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's hop into this conversation with Bethany. I get a lot of messages from people early on in their entrepreneurial journey, and I notice that a lot of people feel stuck, and I totally understand how you are feeling. I've been there too, and I have worked with hundreds of people who have felt the same. And for a lot of people, they feel like the harder they work, the further they actually get from building an aligned and abundant business. So if you can relate to this, I have some really exciting news. I am pumped because No Bullshit Business School is officially coming back, relaunching. This program is newly revamped and exactly what you need to help propel you forward in your business. This is something I have poured my heart and soul into to create all of the resources that I wish I had starting out and to offer you the resources that are going to serve you for years and years and years throughout your journey as an entrepreneur. This course contains all of the original Nobius Biz School teachings on how to successfully build your online coaching business, plus even more new video lessons emphasizing the real secret to success, mastering your energetics and following your intuition in your business. The best part is that Nobius Biz School is now self-paced so you can get the support you need whenever and wherever you need it and you can go fully at your own pace on your own time because I know this is what a lot of entrepreneurs are really looking for. When you sign up for Nobius Biz School, you will get access to over 20 hours of video lesson content plus another 10 hours of exclusive video interviews with other six and seven figure entrepreneurs in the industry plus downloadable PDF guides and lifetime access to the whole course. We cover truly everything you need to know from finding your niche and creating magnetic content to money mindset and manifestation hacks in your business. You will also be able to connect with a group of like-minded, soul-centered entrepreneurs. We're also taking the course in our private Facebook community. So if you're looking for a mind-body, soul approach to up-leveling and building your business to six figures and beyond without needing a huge social media following or any paid ads, this is the course for you. Most of my clients have less than 200 followers. This is building your business all through organic growth that you can work smarter, not harder, and build your business in an aligned way. I have poured my heart and soul into creating this container for people who are ready to cut through the BS and grow their businesses. And I have seen so many (laughs) incredible transformations from the clients who've gone through this course. And these transformations are not just in their business, but also in their overall lives. And I am so excited for you to do the same. This is probably the only business course you will ever need. So if you're ready to make quantum leaps in your business, just head to bit dot ly slash no bs biz school to learn more about everything included and get on the wait list to get first access when we relaunch again that's bit.ly slash no bs biz school you can check out countless testimonials and learn all about what you will receive in the program there and i cannot wait to support you on your journey Bethany, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. How are you? Thank you so much, Christina. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we we finally made this happen. I have been so excited to chat with you because, I mean, you were one of the first people I found when I was really struggling on my on my health journey. And I know, like we've talked before, like we kind of had very similar issues. Um, or like manifestations of it. And I, I just connected to your content so much because you were so real. All of the recipes that you were making were, uh, like things I would, I could actually eat. And I felt like you were one of the first people I found on the internet that had a very similar like health issue to me. And I, I didn't really find that many other people talking about something, um, similar in that way. And so I'm just like, so excited to be to be chatting with you because it feels like it's been years. I mean, I feel like when I first started following you, oh man, it must've been like six, six years or, or so ago. Like 
Cause you've been doing this since how, for um, how long? I've been, you know, I've had an Instagram probably since like Instagram's inception, <laughs> like, like 2015, 2014, but, um, yeah, it's been kind of a crazy ride. So it's been a long time. Yeah. So I would love for you to share more about like your health journey. I know there's been a lot of ups and downs, um, but where, where did things begin for you? Yeah, definitely a lot of ups and downs and things began, you know, very slowly, you know what I mean? To be honest, it wasn't like this huge thing where I woke up one morning and like, I was having all of these issues, you know, it like gradually accumulated and progressed. And, uh, at first I didn't really feel like it was that serious. Um, I started getting like stomach aches. Um, I wasn't uh, like digesting things properly. I'd get bloated. Um, just, and then I started getting like a weird sulfur burp that would like come up like every few minutes, even seconds sometimes. And it was like, so not only like embarrassing, but like it, it, like it hurt, it smelled, it was like, what the heck is this? And then my bowels weren't normal. Um, I could definitely notice like, okay, something is up, you know? And so then, you know, fast forward, things just started to get worse. And of course I tried to do things on my own research online. Like I started eating things, which I thought would maybe be helpful, which actually were making it worse. So I, you know, there was a lot of limited things on the internet. And at the same time, there were a lot of things on the internet, which it's like, okay, which direction do you go? Which is true, which is not. Um, and then still, you know, if following things and trying things that maybe weren't even pertaining to my personal condition, because I really still didn't know what was going on. So, you know, fast forward, I started working with this holistic doctor, which I'm still friends with him today. He's amazing. And, you know, he kind of got me on the right track, eliminated a lot of things from my diet, not just that, but really actually changed the way I ate food. So it was not just, oh, eat this, eat that, don't eat this, don't eat that. You have to like puree your meat. You have to do different things. You have to eat in a certain way, you know, like 10 different meals, but like every hour of the day, you know what I mean? So it was hard. Um, but I was at a point in my life cause I had dropped my weight dropped so low. I literally was like a walking skeleton, but it came to the point where, okay, Bethany, do you want to do the work and, and sacrifice everything? Or do you want to keep living this way? You know? So I kind of had two choices and obviously I wanted to live and, you know, not feel the way I was or look the way I was. And, um, Thankfully, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to, in nine months, completely just turn my health around, but it was definitely like, I couldn't work. I had to quit my job. Um, just things kind of just escalated. I got the shingles and then I got like gastroparesis and thing, just thing, stomach issue after stomach issue. It wasn't just one thing I had, the, I had parasites, you know, it's like, once you open a can of worms, not like no pun intended, like, you know, you, um, it's really like an open door to other issues that can go wrong too, you know, and it's so much easier to get parasites when your gut is not doing its best, you know, and all these things. And the food that I was eating was literally like rotting and sitting in my stomach and I wasn't being able to digest it, which is the result of those sulfur burp smells because things are just rotting. And then, you know, if it's not moving through, you're not absorbing nutrients, then obviously you're not um, getting the nutrients. You drop weight. It's like, you know, a snowball effect. So anyways, um, I was able to get help holistically, thank God, and pinpoint a few things and really just start to really heal my gut. And fast forward to now, like today, like I'm eating things that I would have never ate in that time, you know, just because I'm able to now and it's crazy. So it's been so incredible to watch like your transformation and how many people you've helped and so much of your story. Like I can relate to a lot of it. And one of the things with, with that extreme weight loss, because, you know, I had the same thing and 
I was so scared. Like I was so afraid every day. And, but I feel like that was one of the things that made me so strong as a person, because I remember feeling that same thing. It was, I was like, I either decide to do whatever I have to do to live, or I will, I will die. Like my organs will shut down. Like when you're at that low of a weight, you know, and you only have two choices. And I think like, it's very hard to explain to other people. I know I had a lot of trouble connecting, connecting with a lot of people in my life at that time, because I felt like I couldn't really articulate what I was going through or the amount of strength, like mental strength. I didn't have the strength for anything else, you know, and it is a full-time job. Like I know you said like you had to stop working. Like I, you know, I had to drop out of school and stop all my jobs and stuff. And, and I think that's something that's really overlooked. And I'm curious, like how you got through that, that mentally. Um, yeah, no, it was definitely, like you said, like I had to drop everything. Definitely could not hold a job. Um, and just like you said, like I was scared, I was scared. I was going to just drop dead one day. And there had to kind of be a point in my life where I said, okay, Lord, I have to give this to you. Like, you know, when I'm going to die, like, you know, you know, the day of, of my death and I'm not going to die anytime sooner. Um, and even knowing that, you know, I I was still scared, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's true. And so the whole mental part of it, you know, is a whole nother aspect beyond the physical part you know, my mom was definitely there for me. And so, you know, she did a lot. She's been through a lot with me. And I think that's why we're so close today. But, um, oh my gosh, I'm like starting to tear up now, just like revisiting and thinking of it. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard. Like I couldn't go out or grocery shop for the things I needed. Like literally I just stayed inside my house, like talk about quarantine. You know what I mean? Like I I already went through it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was definitely a time where my mental state had to really just be tested and challenged for sure. Yeah. I know for me, you know, it changed me in so many ways. And one of the things was like, you said, like, just giving it to God, like I have to just fully trust you and being pushed to surrender in that way actually really helped me so much in other areas of my life because for me personally, it just, it taught me how to surrender where there are a lot of things that I used to stress out about all the time. And it, it was actually a very positive thing because I lived my life in a much better way. Cause I wasn't worried about everything. I also realized who was really like important to me, the relationships that were really important to me, the people who stood by my side, um, versus I, I had a lot of people who were like telling me I was lying and stuff. So Um, I'm curious, like, did you see any carryover effects in your life similarly? Or like, how else, how did that change you as a person? Yeah, no, like you said, uh, you know, some people just didn't believe. And, you know, I, the people that were close to me, like my parents and a couple of friends, they did believe me, you know, but other people were just like, they, they didn't believe like this could be so extreme from gut issues, you know? Um, But I did lose a lot of friends during that time. And it was, you know, in, in the prime years of, um, of like college, you know, and like people are having, like making new friends, people are getting married, people, you know what I mean? And it's like at a pivotal point in your life, um, with all your friends. And I completely missed out on that. And of course, I mean, I'm not blaming (laughs) the friends that I had, but it's just, you know, they went on, they did things, they moved away, whatever. Um, and, but a few people did stick with me. They, um, they did believe me and they were there for me. So, you know, it just really shows who is truly your friend who truly does believe you, but you know, it's better to have, you know, a a few good friends than a lot of just so, so friends. So, um, anyways, yeah, I mean, the social part of course was challenging, but you know, as I'm sure you can relate, um, social was not very like being social wasn't on my radar. You know, I was like wanting to be alive. So, you know, (laughs) I know, I know it's funny because people will ask me about it. Cause I was also like, I was a sophomore in college when it, when I had to like drop out and everything. Um, and people ask me like, do you feel like you missed out? I was like, objectively, I guess I missed out on a lot of college activities, but personally, I don't really feel like I missed out because I wasn't 
sitting there thinking like I'm missing out. I was so focused on just like (laughs) surviving, taking care of myself. Um, and I think a big picture, you know, it, like it's, it was, it was, it's a big blessing in disguise, you know, like learning so much through that and, um, like led you to your life purpose, right? Like the work you're doing now, the number of people that you're supporting, um, you know, God doesn't give us more than we can handle. I really believe that. So like, just, just shows us our own strength. Um, I, I think another thing that really stands out to me is how, I'm sure people ask all the time, like, what was your diagnosis? What was the root cause? And I think for a lot of people, it's kind of this mismatch, this mishmash of so many different things. I know it was that for me. And I'm curious what you think about like getting caught up in a diagnosis, because I personally feel like I see a lot of people get so caught up in it that sometimes it stops them from just doing things to move forward to help themselves. Um, because there are often so many overlapping things. So I'm just kind of curious about that perspective. Like, did it bother you that you didn't have like a very clear, this was the main cause? I mean, yes and no, that's a great question. Cause of course I wanted a diagnosis. Cause then I would be like, okay, well now I ha- I know what's going on now. How do we fix it? Um, so yeah, I did want a diagnosis, but at the same time, you know, um, I went to so many different doctors, you know, even the top of the line in Beverly Hills, like trying to figure out what was going on. And they, they did like say that I had this or that, but they were like minor things. It wasn't like, Oh, this is it. And then what they did discover, they were like, well, we have medication for that, you know, like things. So it was, it was frustrating for sure. But I feel like a lot of people do get, can get caught up in the whole diagnosis thing because I I guess it just depends on the person, you know, some people want that and then it helps them to like break free, I guess. And then some people, like if they get a diagnosis, then they almost become a slave to it and like, you know, start having like this pitter, like this um, little party and feeling sad for themselves. So I think it just depends on the person and their, their personality type, really, if, you know, a diagnosis is a good or bad thing. Yeah. I mean, I think you can go both ways. Like I was, I definitely wanted one. And then at a certain point I realized, you know, a lot of these, like the, the way to heal the body, like no matter, no matter what the is going on, like there are some core things that are, that you're going to want to do to support your body overall. Right. Like eating real whole foods, it's not going to hurt anybody. That's only going to benefit everybody. So, um, but I, I see that too. It's like a lot of identifying with, with the label. Um, and that can be helpful, you know, to, to know where to go. But I think about like your community and I see this all the time, people who haven't gotten a clear diagnosis, but they've gotten so much better just following some of the recommendations that have helped you and trying that for themselves. Um, you know, and I, I just pointed out because I know a lot of people kind of hold themselves back from trying things to move forward because they're so they're spending years waiting on what's the clear diagnosis when there are things that, um, you know, can help anybody like just shifting your nutrition. Yeah, no, for sure. Shifting it. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, you know, um, so many things can get better in your life. If you kind of just go on the more healthy route. And I say that very like lightly too, because each person's health or definition of health is different. But really when you start cutting out different foods in your diet, um, ingredients that you never even used to pay attention to, things can escalate on a great way beyond your gut health. Like your skin can clear up and maybe, you know, your energy levels are higher, like just different things that you didn't even know you had issues with start to actually clear up. Mm -hmm. Totally. So I would love to hear more about, I know you talk about it in your book and you talked about it before, but just for our listeners here, what, what did you do that finally, like really started to move the needle in your healing process? Well, it's, I mean, I think it was just a, a bunch of different things, to be honest. I really had to stay on a really strict diet and this was for a long time. And kind of put everything else aside. Workouts were very, very minimal. Um, just because, I mean, you lose so much muscle and you lose, you like, you can hardly keep yourself 
you know, from stand, like not collapsing, like balancing on one leg was hard, you know? So, but the turning point was literally just, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't say there was a turning point. It was just gradually week by week. I would just kind of start seeing things, you know, um, my burps started to go away. Um, and that was definitely helpful with the whole digestive boost smoothie that I have in my book. And it's just so, you know, with incorporating more of the fresh enzymes, things like that. So yeah, I don't know. It just, I can't say like, oh my gosh, like there was this day, you know what I mean? Like it didn't turn for me. But it was the process. So I know like you've talked about like the, this like pureed diet was super helpful for you in in healing your gut. Um, Can you share more about that and what that was like? Yeah. Um, I know it sounds weird, but literally pureed meat, like it was at first, like really disgusting to me, but once I tried it, I was like, wait, this is like, it tastes the same. Like it doesn't taste any different. And you have to think of your body as a baby, right? You have to really introduce foods as if you were to a baby and what do they eat? They eat pureed food. And So this was not a liquid diet, literally just the texture of applesauce or yogurt, things like that. I just pureed down and it really helped me digest things. It helped. um, I mean, it's basically already broken down because digestion starts in the mouth. You know, it starts when you start to chew and, and things like that. And so half the, half the digestion process was already completed when you puree things. And for me, you know, um, for anyone digesting food takes energy. So to kind of eliminate some of the energy that you have to give out to digest it was very helpful to me because I was lacking a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, like what I remember when I found you when you were curing your meat, I was so excited because I was doing that too at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the first person I've ever seen besides me doing this. Pureed meat. (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. I mean, it makes it so much easier to digest. Well, but I'm curious, did you try any other, like, I know you don't follow like a specific diet now. We can talk more about that, but did you try other like different types of healing diets before, before that? I did. I, I went vegan even for a while. Um, thought, okay, well, everyone's, you know, going vegan. This was like when veganism was like big, you know, um, I was like, okay, well people are, you know, praising it. So I'm going to try it, you know, um, but it didn't work. Um, it may have even made it worse because I was eating a lot of vegetables mm-hmm. and that was, you know, causing a lot of upset. So I did try that. Um, what else did I try? I don't know. I mean, this was so long ago, but I just, I, besides the whole veganism, I think I just went and like eliminated like, oh, I can't have dairy or something like that, which I typically stay away from dairy now, except for Greek yogurt and like cultured, you know, cultured dairy. Um, so I just thought, okay, well, I don't know. Do I have celiac? Like, you know, you, all these things come into your mind. Maybe I have an allergy to this food, you know? And so you, of course you try all the things, but it, I mean, nothing worked like, like what I did, you know, to yeah. really. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think nowadays people are so overwhelmed because, and you can take any food and there'll be a whole camp of people saying, this is so bad for you. Right. Like it's like you could do low FODMAP or SCD or you're vegan or you're keto or you're carnivore or your potatoes or like, like there's so many different things that you can do and people get really overwhelmed. And I think it's, I think it's actually created a lot of food fear for people because they'll be like, well, I can't, I I don't want to eat that because then these low FODMAP people say it's bad for me. And it's like, at a certain point, then there's no food left, right? right. If you're going to No, for sure. And I mean, tons of people are like, oh, grains are bad for you. Well, I had rice a lot. You know what I mean? So right, there's nothing wrong with rice. I mean, so yeah, you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt. I want to take a second to tell you about a supplement that I have been taking daily for quite some time now that I am obsessed with, and this is Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex. I love this vitamin C so much. I have tried so many different vitamin Cs over the years throughout different detox protocols, and especially now with just paying extra attention to boosting my immune system, supporting that detoxification process. Vitamin C is so, so essential for me. 
And I love Paleo Valley's Essential C because it is 100% natural, containing three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. Super clean, organic, whole food ingredients, as opposed to most other vitamin C supplements out there that are derived from GMO corn and usually only contain one fraction of the vitamin, ascorbic acid. Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex contains the whole spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C and gives you 750% your RDI of vitamin C. So I love this because it is great for naturally boosting my immune system. It really helps reduce any fatigue and naturally boost energy. Vitamin C is also great for helping to regulate your stress hormone, cortisol. And I've noticed a huge difference in my skin since taking this. And like I said, I've tried a lot of vitamin Cs throughout the years. And this one is by far my favorite. I am obsessed with it. And I really think it's something that everybody should have in their arsenal. Another one of my favorite products from Paleo Valley is their apple cider vinegar complex. I've been using apple cider vinegar for years to help balance my blood sugar. I struggled a lot with balancing my blood sugar for a long time. And then a few years ago when I found apple cider vinegar, it totally changed my life. And I loved that it was a natural thing that really made a huge difference for me. But the problem was that my dentist actually brought up to me that it was affecting my tooth enamel. And so what I love about Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar complex is I get all of the benefits of ACV, but none of the damage to my tooth enamel because it is in a capsule. And if you don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar, this is a great option as well. Apple cider vinegar is not only great for stabilizing blood sugar, but also helps to control cravings, especially sugar cravings. It's great for supporting your metabolism, naturally supports the production of stomach acid, which a lot of people are actually low in stomach acid. That was a problem for me for a long time. So it really supports digestion as well. I'm a huge ACV fan and that is why I am obsessed with Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar complex. So those are just two of the products from Paleo Valley that I love, but we use pretty much all of their supplements. Uh, we take their superfood bars and their beef sticks to go for travel. And I use quite a few of their other supplements as well. So if you want to check out any of the products I mentioned or any others, just head to paleovalley.com check out everything they have to offer. Absolutely love their products. They're all gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods. And if you do want to try some out, then you can use my code Christina15. That's Christina15 for 15% off. So that is paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And my code Christina15, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, 15 will get you 15% off. I'm curious for you in particular, what foods do you notice like are trigger foods for you? Like, are there any foods that you're like, ah, these are, these are no's for me? Currently right now, I would probably say kale. I think it's just super, super hard to digest. Yeah. So yeah, like kale and, um, obviously like the whole manufactured foods with gums and fake sugars and like, you know, artificial sweeteners, of course. Um, but you know, I do have to watch my leafy greens. Spinach is great to digest. So I've been eating a lot more spinach. It's very easy now. And I would say a lot of, of anything, mm -hmm. you know, like you're thinking, okay, well, if I can have a little bit of this, then I can probably have a big bowl of it. Well, no, that's not true. Believe me, I've been there. I've done it. I thought, oh, wow. I, you know, digested this really great. So I'm going to have more. And then, you know, so you kind of have to watch your portions. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Um, and I think like the shift from like how you eat is is super important as opposed to just what you eat, which which is important as well. But the how I think is a piece that a lot of people miss. And I did want to talk to you about vegetables because I feel like not enough people discuss this. Like, you know, I spent years trying different things before I finally figured out like too many vegetables wrecked me um, because it seemed like all of these other healing diets that that, um, different naturopaths would recommend to me were very vegetable heavy. So like, can you explain more about like what the issues can be with vegetables? Um, and maybe talk about fiber too. Yeah. So like for me, I had to eliminate a lot of vegetables. Um, especially when I was on my puree diet, it was mostly just like fruits and, um, maybe like some peas, you know, like really easy to digest veggies, but they can be super hard to digest, especially if you eat them raw. And the whole um, idea that, oh, raw vegetables, they have more nutrients than cooked vegetables and you're killing all the nutrients when you cook it. 
Um, that's total BS, you know, and so, some vegetables actually, uh, the nutrients and vegetables are released more when you cook them, like not like cook them down to the, you know, but like a light, a light steam, something like that. Um, they're actually more nutritious that way. So that definitely opened up my eyes, but I still have to watch my veggie intake for sure. But I'm definitely incorporating more these days. And I'm so happy because for years I couldn't have vegetables. I know that's like a little simple thing to be excited about, but I'm like, wow, I can actually eat like some carrots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I've noticed that for me in particular, like I've noticed that vegetables that really are more, I'll say like ancient, so to speak, do much better for me than some of these like newer vegetables that we've created. Like a lot of the cruciferous vegetables, which just because they're cruciferous, right. That can be harder to digest, to digest. But a lot of the, like, like for me, actually personally, like just like basic lettuces, carrots, um, like, like those, like, like softer foods, I guess, like when they're cooked, they, they do so much better. Um, and I think also with the grain piece, like I noticed, like, I do really well with white rice. Right. And for so long I was strict paleo and I wasn't doing any, any legumes, any grains, but actually I do really well with like lentils and, and certain beans and, and rice. And like, I'm curious, like if you can share more about your perspective with like the grains, legumes, because I feel like a ton of people are just so anti. Yeah. Yeah. So this is interesting. And I want to talk about that and also fiber because Mm -hmm. Um, you said white rice is easier to digest, which is definitely true. I'm, I, I stand white rice, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's, um, obviously white rice just has the, the holes on the outside taken off. So it has a little less fiber, but it's not necessarily less nutritious for you. Um, it just basically has a little less fiber, like one gram, really like look, compare rice is literally one gram less. Okay. Um, but so yeah. And then legumes, um, it's definitely easier to soak them or sprout them overnight. If you get like the dried kind and you can do this a couple of times, it softens the beans, it softens the lentils. And then obviously, um, a lot of the, the gases are released when you soak them. Um, and then they're sprouted. So they are easier to digest as opposed to just getting some beans from a can right. Or cooking them just straight, you know, without soaking. So certain things, um, are easier to digest depending on how you prepare them. Same thing with like nuts, you know, nuts are a lot easier just to digest if you sprout them or almonds for a long time, I couldn't digest almonds without me soaking them and then taking the skins off. So thankfully I don't have to do that now, but you know, it's fun. Sometimes we may all do it, but, um, you know, just little, little tricks like that can really help you and not just like, Oh, what to eat, but how to prepare them. So, you know, legumes, yeah, they'll make you, you know, a little gassy, but I also want to say gas is normal. Gas is not the, the enemy, um, gas, it, the enemy happens when, you can't actually release the gas, mm-hmm. right? That's actually the the thing that can stumble people. Cause yeah, I get gassy, like gas is a normal bodily function, but when gas is trapped inside your intestines, that's when it becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Like when I first started adding in, um, different, different beans, I got so bloated, but then I, like my body got more used to it. And I find that, you know, preparing differently definitely makes a huge difference, but it's been, I think you were really helpful for me and in, in seeing like, I don't need to just pick a diet and instead like create the one that works for me. And it can be a little bit of everything. And that's why I just love your perspective so much because it's not a diet. It's that are like, you're just looking at what is my, what is my body digesting because if we're not digesting it, we're not even getting the nutrients from it, you know? Um, well, and something that people are talking about, like back to the fiber conversation, like I know there's a lot of people that are very like, just no fiber, you know, like, and I found that I have issues if I go too high fiber or too low fiber. Um, is that kind of what, what you see as well? Yeah. Well, I definitely don't add any fiber. Like I don't add, you know, 
slime husk or anything like that. Um, I do have to watch my fiber intake. And if I have too much, it actually constipates me, which a lot of people don't realize that fiber can actually constipate you. So I, I typically stick to a low fiber diet. Um, but you're getting fiber in everything. I mean, fruits have fiber, like literally it adds up and you don't even realize it. So, um, you know, if you're struggling with constipation, like oils, like healthy oils and things to really lubricate the intestines can help things pass through Mm. as opposed to fiber, like literally expanding in your belly and almost like plugging up your, your system. I know. When I was, when I was in college, I was so constipated and I went to the, I went to the doctor and they were like, you just need to take more, you just need to take Metamucil. And I was like, this sounds awful. I was like, absolutely not. And then I was like, I'll try it. This was like before I ever started looking into things for myself. And it, let's just say it made it so much worse. Um, like, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the Metamucil recommendation. Um, yeah. it's, it's just wild. Well, I think that's also helpful too. Like in terms of macronutrients, have you found anything there with like, uh, like h- how do you balance your, and I'm sure this is very intuitive, but like knowing what's going to help you depending on how you're feeling like with, with different macronutrients, like how do you know when you need more fat versus you no know, carbs, protein? Um, you know, it takes a while, but I really try and stay in tune with my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of honor those cues of I'm craving literally some days I'm craving so much fat and I don't know why I'm like, I really want fat. And other days I'm like, I really want like more fruit and sugar, you know what I mean? And that kind of thing. So I really try and stay in tune with my body. And I know it's not easy for everyone to do that. Um, you can also look at signals like on your body. Like if your eyes are dry all the time or your skin is starting to get a little dry, then you probably need more oils in your diet and, you know, things like that. So, um, definitely try and, you know, just listen to those bodies. And if you are craving meat all of a sudden that maybe you're low in iron and you need some, you know, protein or something. So, um, your body sends you signals for a reason. So definitely honor that. Yeah. Our bodies are very intelligent. Um, I think part of that though, is like the more you eat whole foods, I think it's easier to actually know what your body needs, you know, because some of these like processed foods can blunt those signals. And I know, I know that you love to talk about, like, you like to just bust some myths about some healthy, like not healthy ingredients that are labeled healthy that are in these health foods. Can you share some like common ones? If you had to like talk about some like big offenders, common ones, um, that are in these like so-called health foods that can really disrupt people's guts. Yeah. So I actually, it's funny you say that because yesterday I just posted something on my blog and, um, and my Instagram that was like, um, I talked about inulin and prebiotic, um, things that are prebiotic, right. Um, cause you hear that word a lot, not probiotic, but prebiotic. And basically, you know, it's, it, it, there's a lot of different names for that. So like there's inulin prebiotic hickory root fiber. That's a big one. And people are like, well, it's just added fiber. It's a prebiotic. It's great. But those things just aren't natural anymore. And so when you take them from their natural state, they go through a process in a plant They're, you know what I mean? They're not just like taken out and naturally just put into this like protein bar. Mm -hmm. So that kind of stuff can really disrupt your gut, cause bloating. Um, I mean, stevia, same thing. You know, you can get headaches from it, bloating, Um, not to mention just more sugar cravings. So I'm always one to purchase like real sugar over stevia. Um, and your body knows to digest it, you know, cause let me just tell you, like when you taste something super sweet, like stevia, your body's like, Ooh, okay. So let me go ahead and, and digest it. So it sends signals to your stomach and well, it can't digest it. So it's looking around, right. It's looking around and those, those enzymes inside you, they're like, okay, well, where's the sugar? We don't see it, but we tasted it. So that's when you can can uh, constantly crave sugar until you actually get real sugar. Yeah. So it can lead to overeating, which is not really like the topic here, but you know what I mean? Like just, there's nothing wrong with a little real sugar. Mm-hmm. I totally had that because there was, I was in my keto phase for a while. And then I started eating a lot of these like 
I don't know. I was getting these carb cravings. Then I was trying to like get to the root of them by eating these like keto treats. And then it just made it so much worse. And I, I just started like binging. It was You're like, never, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And then I just started eating fruit and I'm like, wow, this is great. Here, here we are. Like, this is what I, you know, and I can have one piece of fruit and I'm like, whoa, that just totally, totally made me satiated. That's what I needed. Um, and I think that's part of like, again, you know, listening to our bodies fully for sure. So everybody needs to go to your blog and just check out all of the, the myth busting you do, because I know it's so helpful. Um, even just like, like for me, I, I remember you did a post about like cane sugar versus coconut sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you want to just share more about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing is, you know, everyone thinks that cane sugar is so much healthier for you than, than cane sugar. Well, you know, I talked about like the whole process of it and cane sugar in its raw state, right? The brown raw cane sugar comes from the the cane plant, the sugar cane plant and coconut sugar comes from, you know, the coconut sap, right? So they're both natural. Um, Why people think coconut sugar is healthier? I don't know. I mean, it is more low glycemic, Mm -hmm. so it does have that going for it, but when you're comparing like apples to apples, like the sugar content is the same. The calories are the same. The carbs are the same. It's really just another form of, of a natural sugar. So, um, you know, it's kind of just what, what do you want? You know, cane, basically cane sugar is, is no more less healthy than coconut sugar. Yeah, I know. I, that was really helpful for me. Like to even think, I was like, there's so many things that we're just told are healthier. And I'm like, do we even look into this? Like <laughs> you look into it. Right. But we, we really do need to, to look into that. Um, and it goes back to like, you have so many incredible recipes on, on your site, shout out to your cookie dough bread. Um, but that's also like with your protein powder, I think a huge difference compared to a lot of other protein powders. Like I know so many people have had the experience myself included of like, I don't get any gut issues with, with your protein powder. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so much crap in there. And like, I, do you want to speak more about like sometimes that some of the sneaky things in protein powders? Well, I'm so glad that my protein powder has actually helped you. Um, I'm so happy to hear that. And yeah, so I, I created the protein powder for anyone um, new, but it it was a couple years ago, and it was because I couldn't find a protein powder that was um, just clean. You know, even the cleanest of clean protein powders had natural flavors. You know, and I just natural flavors are not natural; like they go through a lot, you know, of processing too. And there, so I was looking for something super clean, not you know, quote unquote flavored with anything. If I wanted something that was like a chocolate flavor or a vanilla flavor, I would want real vanilla beans or cacao to really flavor that. So, um, you know, that's another thing that you'll probably find in a lot of protein powders is natural flavor. You'll see gums in a lot of protein powders. And if you're not familiar with, uh, gums like xanthan gum and gore gum, they put that in there to stabilize it. They also make it um, voluminous. So it kind of makes your protein drink a little bit more thicker, mm-hmm. um, which can cause a lot of gut issues and bloating and things like that. So, and of course, artificial sweeteners are everywhere. So, um, I really wanted to just eliminate that. And speaking of coconut sugar, I did add, um, the sweetener of choice from my protein powder was just a little bit of coconut sugar, which is like three grams of sugar per serving, which is hardly anything, but just to lightly sweeten it. Um, So, you know, it's very simple and I haven't seen any other protein powder out there that can compare really. I, I totally agree. Simple, simple is better. Um, which I think also brings me to, I think something really overlooked in, in the gut world are some of these lifestyle factors. Um, what, what are some key lifestyle factors that, that you find are really important to look into, to, to manage bloating as well? Um, I would say never eat when you are rushed or upset. Mm. I know that's hard these days because emotions are everywhere. Um, and we're so busy that we're just trying to cram in a meal and get back to whatever, but, um, that can your state of mind, you know, when you are eating in peace and kind of relax, it's, um, it puts you in that rest and digest state. 
as opposed to the fight and flight. And so um, it's always good to be mindful of that and to really be in a good, happy state when you're eating and you can actually digest food better. Uh, same thing with like after a workout, if you want to, um, a lot of people like chug a protein powder or eat like literally right after they walk out of the gym, which <laughs> should not be the case because your body is still in that flight and flight mode. So you kind of need to go back to that rest and digest, wait 30 minutes, sometimes even an hour, at least for me. Um, and before you actually consume any kind of solid food, otherwise your, your gut is kind of be like, Whoa, like I feel super bloated, you know, but so the, the thing, um, about that is to just really pay attention to your hunger cues and also don't be so strict. I mean, for a while I had to be super strict because of my situation, but at the same time, like, Hey, if you already had dinner, um, and you're still hungry or you feel like you want something sweet, then have some dessert, have some yeah. fruit, have, go, have some ice cream. You know what I mean? You really need to honor that. Yeah. I, I think also I, I did want to ask you, cause I know you had your, your explant surgery. Um, and I wanted to ask like, you know, were you, ex were you experiencing symptoms that made you feel like I know that I need to remove this or, or, um, was it just like caution because you know, like what it can cause? Well, yeah, like for, for years, I was like, could this be the cause of breast, you know, breast implant illness? You Google breast implant illness, all these things will pop up. Um, so I did have breast implants and it was hard to pinpoint if it was actually the cause or not, but I thought, you know what, I'm coming up on my 10 year mark every 10 years, you're supposed to get them re replaced with a new um, implant. So I figured, you know, if I have to go under the knife anyways, to get them replaced, I might as well just not get them replaced. And, you know, cause I was also thinking, do I, do I want to, you know, have implants when I'm 60, 70 years old? You know what I mean? Um, and if I don't, I don't want to have the surgery when I'm older either. You know what I mean? It's harder to recover when you're older. So I thought, you know, now's the time to get them out. And, um, I can't say if it did help or not, it obviously didn't make things worse. Um, thankfully mine did not have any mold on them, which I've heard horror stories of having mold. That was a blessing, but, um, yeah, definitely, you know, that was just a decision I wanted to make. And, you know, um, I'm no less of a woman with, with or without the implant. Yeah. Well, I think that's really helpful for people to hear because I know that there are a lot of women, um, who are affected by it. And I know it can be really hard for them psychologically. Um, and that can be the root cause. Like I've, I've seen, I know many people in my life who once they've had them removed, a lot of their autoimmune stuff went away. Um, so I'm just like really grateful to you for like, you know, talking about it and being open about it because I know that it helps so many people. Um, and it's just about looking at all of these different things in our lives, like that could potentially be causing the body stress, which, which brings me to your book and like the last, the last couple of years, I know it was quite a process to, to put that out there. And as, as your platform has continued to grow, like, how do you, how have you managed everything? Have you managed the stress? What has it been like? Uh, honestly, it's, I, I know I preach about like de-stressing, but let me tell you, I need to like, listen to my own advice because it can, I've definitely been super stressed, um, for sure. But, you know, um, just doing it all alone, coming out with the book, doing the protein powder, like Instagram, my blog, and all these other different projects that I have going on. Um, you know, it's really hard to juggle everything mm -hmm. um, and not having any, any assistant or help doing it, you know? And I think that's something that I need to work on is being able to let go a little bit. Um, and also not worry about the little things like you were talking about in like in the beginning, you know, just, Hey, don't stress over the little things. I don't have to be a perfectionist, you know, um, most uh, 9.5 out of 10 times, no one's going to even notice. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I'm kind of at the point in my life where I just want to just enjoy things, um, because life's short and you only got, you know, you're only here for a little bit and you're going to blink and, you know, you're going to be 85 years old. And you're like, what the heck did I do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you always impress me with, I mean, I think from the outside, people don't realize how much work it is to do recipe development, let alone like plus writing the book, plus all the products you've been working on. 
Um, like it's a ton of work and time and you always blow me away with like how much content you produce and how active you are. Like, I just want to commend you. Cause I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't think I could do it. Like how you, how you juggle all of that, because I think it's easy for people like who don't see behind the scenes. They just see the finished product, the finished product, but it's a ton of time. It's a ton of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course you understand and you know, but, um, yeah, I'll make a recipe and I'll say like, you can make this in 10 minutes, which you can, but for me, it took me two hours because I had to write the recipe down. I had to take photos. I had to do the video, like in between, you know, mixing something. So it took me a lot longer than 10 minutes. If I were to make it again. Yeah. But you know what I mean? So it does. Um, there's a lot of behind the scenes that all of us don't talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And like all the photography uploading, everything, like it all takes a lot of time. Plus for you, I know you're like very active and respond to as many people as you can. Um, and that takes, that takes a lot. So like, I mean, I just love your heart is so in it. I just, I just appreciate you and your work so much. Um, and I, I want to wrap up just, can you tell everybody about, about your book, um, and what they can find in it? Oh, thank you, Christina. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So my book, it's called digest this and you can, um, you can find it on Amazon and you can find it in all Barnes and Noble stores, but it's basically, it's a 21 day gut reset. So there's a plan. Um, basically I share everything that I had to go through, um, to heal and I mapped it out for everyone else to follow as well. And there's of course, recipes in there to help, um, you know, follow along in the plan. And then there's also, um, after the 21 days, um, a little bit more freedom because the 21 days is a little bit more strict just to help you heal and have a little gut reset, but then, you know, it gives you a little bit more freedom and, um, you know, creativity with your food and where I have tons of other recipes to, to help with that. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody definitely needs to check it out. Um, all of your stuff is amazing. And I do want to wrap up. I have a couple of quick rapid fire questions. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Okay. One is how do you like to start your day? Like what's your morning routine? Oh gosh. Coffee for sure. But you know what? I have a dog, so I got to take her out like immediately, but yeah, a little dog walking coffee, frothy coffee. There we go. (laughs) Okay. Number two, you're a great person to ask this too. What, what is a product you're really into right now? It could be like a food product, it could be clothes. It could be skincare, like something you're really into. Oh, shoot. I mean, obviously my protein powder, but we are, um, actually not, not like a shameless plug, but we're trying to develop a different flavor. So I'm really into that. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. I'm sure that's taking up a lot of your, your mental space. Um, (laughs) okay. Amazing. Three. What is a topic you're really into right now outside of gut health? I would say definitely mental health. I mean, I know we hear about it all the time, but I'm still trying to work on it and then, um, just balance, you know what I mean? Um, so if I hear something like, Oh, mental health and sleep, sleep is like another topic that I'm super into. I started Um, I know this was like supposed to be a really quick question, but I started listening to, it's called Brown noise. We've all heard of white noise, right? Like it's just kind of like random stuff that you hear in the background, but this is Brown noise. Google it. It's helping so much. What does it sound like? It's like you're in your mother's womb. It's like, it could be a hairdryer, like going forever. Like you type it in on, um, on like YouTube or whatever. And they have like, listen to, yeah, it's crazy. Do you have it like going all night? Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look into that. I'm super into sleep right now too. I'm like doing all my sleep hacks. So I'm going to look into that. Okay. Last, this one's for you. What is your favorite smoothie recipe? Mm, My goodness. I can't say what my favorite one is, but my current favorite one, Mm -hmm. um, cherries are in season. So like a cherry chocolate cherry smoothie. Mm. I've really been into that. Throw a little sweet potato in there. Yes. There we go. Amazing. I actually just baked up a bunch of sweet potatoes for, for some smoothies. So maybe I'll, I'll do that. Girl after my own heart. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, you inspired me with that. So we've got to get that, that thick texture, you know? (laughs) 
Um, amazing. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for, for being here. Can you just remind everybody where they can connect with you, uh, learn from you, all the platforms where they can get your book? Yeah. So I am on Instagram. It's Lil Sipper, L-I-L-S-I-P-P-E-R. And my blog is lilsipper.com. Very simple. Um, I'm also on YouTube, Little Sipper. I'm on TikTok. Um, that's Little Sipper underscore official. Um, and then, yeah, my book, you can find everything on my website as well. It's under the shop page. You can find the protein powder, uh, my book. You can find all my other favorite like nut butters and all the goods and snacks there too. Amazing. We'll put all of those links in the show notes. So you can find them right there. Bethany, thank you again so much. You are incredible. Thank you, Christina. (laughs) Huge thank you to Bethany for coming on the podcast. Be sure to uh, head over to Instagram and follow Bethany at Lil Sipper. You can head to her website and learn more from her at lilsipper.com. Check out her book, Digest This, and definitely check out her protein powder collaboration with Newsest. So good. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to take a screenshot, tag me, tag Bethany. That way I can say thank you and I can repost you. And as always, if you enjoy the podcast and it is helpful to you and you want to show some support, I would be so appreciative if you left a rating and review on iTunes. It really just takes a second and it makes the world of a difference in supporting the show. So thank you so, so much for doing that. I really, really appreciate it. I hope this episode inspired you, motivated you. We're going to wrap up there for today, but thanks again so much for listening in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.